Hello and welcome to the Start Your Business podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to discover savvy insights from worldwide leaders in business. We ask them to impart their inspirational stories and advice on the subject of not only starting, but succeeding in business. Hi everyone, thank you for joining me. I'm your host Sylvia Entwistle. Today I'm delighted to be speaking with the rock and roll legend of enterprise, Tony Robinson. He's an author, entrepreneur, speaker, blue shouter, just an all-round multi-talented guy. Tony was awarded an OBE from Prince Charles in 2001 for his outstanding services to small firms and training. He's currently enjoying his latest success with the continually expanding global community of entrepreneurs and SMEs, the Enterprise Rockers. So, Tony, what exactly is an Enterprise Rocker? What makes it rock? Okay, well, an Enterprise Rocker is any micro-enterprise owner anywhere in the world, and uh, that means they've got between 0 to 9 employees. Uh, So self-employed is just great. You're an Enterprise Rocker. Um, and we're just proud of all micro businesses the world over, and we've created a global community to help each other keep going, help each other keep rocking, mm. and um, and and that's it really. Um, the idea is just to make life better for micro enterprise owners around the world, and ninety five percent of all businesses are micro enterprises, and uh, there's four point five million of them in the UK alone, and so. Wow. Uh, rockers can come in and out of the community like any community. They can come in when they want to and they can go out of it after they've had some help or they've helped somebody else. Yeah. Um, it's not a membership fee. There's no, it's free, but there are some services that you can buy if you want to where micro businesses owners help others. There's bartering. There's, um, help from professionals. There's do it yourself legals. There's, um, saving money on energy and electricity and merchant card services, all sorts of things to help each other. But the main thing people do is they sort out their problems, seek out opportunities on our Facebook groups and our LinkedIn groups and mm. at gigs that band leaders and head roadies run around the place. And it's it's a lot of fun. But the main thing is that we're keeping each other's going. We're not waiting for anybody else. We're not waiting for government to help us. We're not looking for banks to help us. We're not looking for big companies to help us. What we're trying to do is just look after and help each other. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's great. It's the best thing I've ever done, really. And uh, we've been going nearly two years now, and it's uh, it's rocking. Fantastic. So would you say it's more an organization or would you even consider it as a as a movement for no i would i would say it is a community i I mean um like anything that you start off with a passion and uh uh, a wonderful woman called tina Bowden, who i met a few years ago Mm. yeah much younger than me uh but has been running small businesses for as long as i have if you like um uh, she started right from school and um um one of the things that we realized is that we just needed to test it. We needed to find out what people wanted, what they didn't want. And they didn't want another membership club. They're all part of 
membership clubs and various things. Um, they didn't actually want to put their head above the parapet and get into things like lo lobbying and campaigning, really, um, because uh, there's lots of people doing that. And frankly, I mean, I've been involved with trying to alter government's uh, support to micro-business owners and entrepreneurs' um, skills and support for years. And frankly... 95% of all government funding goes to the 5% biggest organizations um, mm. in any country. Yeah. Um, and um, micro-enterprises are kind of, yeah, they're, they're not too important. Once government have got people self-employed, they can forget about them kind of thing. Mm. Um, so we found that what they didn't want to do was campaign, but what they did want was a community. So we call it the power of plenty, if you like. Yeah. You know, there's always somebody that can help you in our huge, huge community, thousands and thousands of people at any one time. And it's the best advice you can have because the best help you can get is really from somebody who's got the T-shirt that started and run their own business too. Mm. So there's always somebody that can help you. And we've developed a number of other services that people want, but let's call it a community. It is registered as a, as a community interest company. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, when we speak to small businesses, they often seem disillusioned with the whole process of, of dealing with government in starting a business. And they cite bureaucracy, red tape, lack of capital as, as the major barriers to starting up. So would you agree that there's not really enough being done to support SMEs by the government? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, as you probably noticed I, you know I, I managed to get an OBE and that was for help to you know services to small firms and training and various things and up to about 2001 2002 in the UK um, we were having great success I'd formed an organization which is still going very well I'm a co-owner I'm not a director because I resigned as a director to form the enterprise rockers called Sveddi or the small firms enterprise development initiative mm -hmm. and for a while we were able to raise the quality of help particularly to startups if you like through enterprise agencies and and then in the early days of something called business link but over a period of time governments uh, find I think they just find us micro business owners a little bit difficult to deal with, to engage with, if you like. And so they start trying to pick winners, really, a bit like Dragon's Den. They, mm. they try and, they try and choose the ones that they think will grow. Whereas the rockers is, you know, it's decorators, it's plumbers, it's hairdressers, it's virtual assistants, it's graphic yeah. designers. Do you know? It's all people People's running lives. their own business. Exactly right. You know, it's, and, uh, and it's fantastic. And some of them, you know, grow into substantial businesses. I mean, one of the things that governments like is people's take on employees. Where my own business, for example, which has been going 28 years, um, you know, w we grow using virtual assistants now because, you know, we're, I mean, uh, one of the, the people that helps me with uh, a lot of my uh, getting my books out there and I've got an agent and I've got virtual assistants in France. I've got designers in Sheffield, you know, all over the place. I've yeah. got virtual assistants and I really, we've got the best talent that we could ever have without needing lots more employees, if you like. So yeah. I think we're just a bit difficult to deal with for government. And, uh, you could think of enterprise rockers as a rocking fantastic alternative <laughs> to anything to do with governments or banks or anything like that so yeah, you fantastic. know it, it's just us looking after it. it's a self-help 
community. Yeah. And what was it like when you received the OBE? I and mean, what was it like meeting Prince Charles? It's, 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 yeah, it's fantastically exciting. And uh, I think it's, it probably sounds a cliche because everybody says it, but you do feel incredibly humbled. And because my name is Tony Robinson, I didn't tell anybody that I'd, I'd got the OBE because I was convinced it would be that guy who's played Gold, Baldrick and, mm. uh, you know, the time <laughs> team present and it was his really. Um, but, uh, but it was mine and that, that was great. And, uh, and that's really a, a lot of, Thanks, especially to my business partner of now 30 years uh, and my wife. I've been married a lot longer than that even. Uh, and the family and all, all the people that actually, uh, they did it. They helped me get it, if you like. But it, yeah. it was, it was, it really came about because in about 95, um, I was just appalled at the, um, mortality rate, can we call it, of, of uh, startup businesses. Um, yeah. That's why I've known, you know, Zia, um, your um, owner chairman, yes. uh, is like one of my heroes, you know. Oh, he will be so happy you said that. I love him. No, I think he's absolutely great. He's one of our head roadies for media for their enterprise rockers as well, which is great. But um, one of the things that uh, we both agreed on uh, for many, many years uh, and still do now is that a lot of people are starting a business without um, the right support around them to give them the best chance of success. Mm. And um, and that's what I started in 95. And the Rockers has just taken it to a to a new level, really, if you like. So I was very excited about uh, uh, about the OBE, but it, in, in many ways, it was just like a starter for 10. I realized that the job wasn't done. Do you know what I mean? I felt yeah. I had to justify even more. Now you've got to live up to it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> so it's been a big motivator, really, to me. And uh, Does it have a special place on your mantelpiece? Yeah, you see, I always know where it is, put it that way. <laughs> so, yeah, that's no, good. Fantastic. Yeah, well, actually, our managing director, Zia, he recently referred to you as his hero. So oh, why right. do you think that is? Why do you think people are inspired by you? Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just lucky to be collaborating with lots of fantastic people, and Zia's one of them. And I think that we just get a buzz out of passion. I think all the people I deal with and lots of the people you interview, I mean, I think if they're authentic about, you know, most of us don't go into business to to make money. I mean, I think one of the problems with a lot of the the guru kind of stuff, and I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm not. I, I'm I'm not of that mode. I think that the um, there's a lot that's far too individualistic in terms of saying that you know you should change into this kind of being in order to be successful in business. The majority of people. Uh, our business owners, like Campbell, who was the first apprenticeship winner, were all doing it because we want to control our, our own destiny. Yeah, we want to do something ourselves, we want to do something creative. And we've got a real passion for what we decide to do. And we'll go down one avenue and down another. But the great thing is, and I think what is inspiring, is we inspire each other. Mm. We've got a similar passion. Yeah. And so we can collaborate, we can help each other, we can, you know, we can share ideas, we can um, move, help each other keep moving forward and various things. So I think it's much more, it's much more collaboration around. I mean, when I do my, my speeches, I come down from the stage, I just let the Enterprise Rockers slides of real people 
be what the audience sees. And I know I just walk around the audience because I don't want to talk down to people, if you like. Mm. I want mm. us to collaborate. And that's what is inspiring. It's a bit like, um, do you play any sports, Sylvia? Oh, I haven't for a long time, but I used to be quite keen on basketball. Okay, great. And that's a team sport, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. And I don't think there's anything anything better. I mean, I, even at, I, I, pre I prefer to play doubles. I, all my success because I've had three different fantastic women business partners in three yeah. different stages in 86. And it's a kind of, you know, a team win is just fantastic isn't it do you know what i mean it's yeah. it's, it's so lifting and inspiring because everybody's kind of led by example you have one of you one of you might have been the captain but they haven't been like a manager telling everybody what to do and how to do this they've had to perform as well do you know what i mean mm -hmm. everybody's actually involved in 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 making a success and that's what's inspiring that's what gives you energy so combine a lot of people together got similar passions and you do get inspired and that's one of the reasons that uh, tina and i wanted to create this kind of global community because people can always find somebody in the community that can just help them keep going forward yeah it's about teamwork yeah, I, you know, I think I think teamwork is the inspiration, and and you know, we we've just had some fantastic conversations over the years, you know. But I think it comes from our similar uh, passion, and um, and you know, I I of, often say that I think business owners, largely, uh, because we've gone through all the pain together, <laughs> the ups and downs, you know, because it's not a straight line thing. I mean, I've I've. I've invested in businesses that have been my clients and things that have been an absolute disaster. I've lost money. I had to pick myself up and do things again. Z has had to do this. All, every business owner I know that, that, that does has successes, but they also have failures. And that shared experience, if you like, it just makes you feel good. You know, mm. we, we've overcome it. We've moved on to the next thing. We've kept going. And that's, that's, uh, that's really good. And that's why I think the sense of, um, community is actually, you know, I don't mean like two competing hairdressers in the same town are going to share all of their, <laughs> their customers. Yeah. But yeah. they are happy, you know, uh, a hairdresser is happy to share with a designer ideas on, on branding or, you know, keeping customers or, yeah. yeah? Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. Like, happy, uh, and famous. that is inspiring. You feel good. You, you get back into, you know, it's not like having a job, is it, where you, you hate Monday mornings. You're, you're, you're always like in the situation where you think, oh, I've got a new idea. I can try that and let's see if it works kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, a famous quote comes to mind. I can't remember who said it, but happiness is only real when shared. Yeah, I think that's absolutely great. I think I don't know if it was. I think it was one of the gurus also said that if you uh, if you want a friend, you won't find find one but if you are a friend they'll all come coming do, do, do you know what i mean if you mm. give i mean we've got lots of rockers um i don't know if you've heard of case hardcastle but um uh, what i find is that uh, kate hardcastle is the, like the queen of customer service she's on telly an awful lot yeah but, but she's got a she's got a, a a charity called dream girls she raises millions of pounds through that through um, concerts and things, but she's also got one called Positive Image. And her rule for her and all her team, and we've adopted this of, of, of Tina and I, because I think it's so good, is that she gives 20% of her time 
totally free of charge to the um, charities and communities she likes. And, really? and, and Yeah, absolutely. And we find that there are lots and lots and lots of rockers out there that are doing that. Tina's is with brain tumor research. Various, um, we, we, we did a thing the other week and we called it the Local Indie Enterprise Challenge. Um, and uh, basically, Tina and somebody else, uh, Kath, who was chair of the FSB, a group in Yorkshire. Yeah. They went around 36 towns in 36 hours in Yorkshire and they got hundreds of businesses together and all pledging to buy 25% of the uh, shopping and various things from other indie businesses as well. Mm. Um, and it was all done without them spending a penny. In other words, they didn't spend a penny on getting from location to location, their food, the um, bed and breakfast overnight in the town and all those kind of things. And people came out into the squares, etc. It was done from beginning to end in five weeks. And I kind of emceed a lot of it and various things. It was absolutely fantastic. And that's what I call the power of plenty. That's now, amazing. All of those micro business owners and independent business owners were giving up their time free collaboratively. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it put the whole town in the news and it, do you know what i mean it got yeah. people coming into the shops it's you know we've, we've got a new uh, thing coming in that we've adopted from ireland which is um, a kind of virtual currency i won't talk about it now but it's the same kind of basis if you like of something where instead of people discounting um, their businesses they actually give something yeah. Uh, they actually give some currency, so that currency can actually be used uh, um, uh, at other places that use that currency to, to, to buy something. Sounds like economical karma. Fantastic, isn't it? Great. <laughs> you excited? I'm really excited. That sounds that. amazing. I'm really impressed. It's an Irish entrepreneur who's got it in a, num a number of Irish places, and we've, we've just... Uh, you know, the rockers have just got hold of it, like we do a number of things. Uh, if you look at the rockers... Um, uh, rockers website what you'll see is lots of friends of because we don't compete with anyone we're a network of networks so all these things are um you know all of these other um, groups and collaborative arrangements and various things they're all uh, part of this whole community and it's it's it, it's really good but i think that's what's inspiring i think it's it's people with passion and we do have the passion and you know i think we all feel quite lucky really i mean that that we don't have a job and that <laughs> we are running our own businesses but i think it's that that passion and sharing, uh, as you've said, that, that is inspirational in its own, own way. I'm talking on Wednesday at Bakewell uh, Town Hall just to a group of people, that uh, small businesses that want to set up a local community interest company to keep promoting businesses in the Peak District. And, you know, that's fantastic. I, I find that really inspiring. Yeah, the North, um, I think it often gets overlooked, but... I'm a Yorkshire lass myself. I, I've lived there for about eight, nine years. Excellent. And I can personally say I think it's a fantastic hub for enterprise in the UK. Do you think that a bit of Yorkshire rough and readiness is what the, the southern softies need to get the UK economy back on track? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 think, I think it is because I think it's that 
I honestly think it's that get going without waiting f for anything. Um, I, I often say as well that I actually think it's it's um, it's Yorkshire women that would be would be the best people to lead that as well, uh, rather than men. I think mm. a, a lot of a lot of men are quite flaky or. They're very so opportunistic. They're not willing to give enough, if you know what I mean. But you've got to be willing to give in order to get um, mm. growth and things going. And, and uh, uh, Tina Burden actually also lives in Scarborough, um, uh, who co-founded The Rockers with me. And um, I was just like amazed by, well, as I say, something like that local India. And, uh, I mean, how long would it take a company to do that kind of thing? She, she came up with the idea and it was done within five weeks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's real Yorkshire tenacity, <laughs> isn't it? And yeah. That, and 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 I think it's a it's like in in kind of in the miners' strike. I always remember. I mean, you won't even remember the miners' strike, but I remember in the miners' strike, it was really the women that were actually keeping the whole the whole um, strike protest going throughout the mines of uh, of Yorkshire. It was you know a fantastic achievement. And if you turn all that energy and get on with it and the way they juggle all these different commitments, if you like, and actually yeah. do it. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Whereas unfortunately, there's a kind of, in fact, women, I think, are, are, it's a difficult thing, isn't it? I'm on tricky ground always when I'm talking about these kind of things. And I realize that, but slippery slope. I, but yeah, that's it. But I have just met and, you know, so I've been lucky, really lucky with my three uh, women business partners. They just, uh, more often than the men partners that I've collaborated with aren't looking for things like funding and things before they do something. Mm. They're actually very, very keen to bootstrap, if mm. you like, which is what I recommend for most startups. I, I, you know, I say to a startup, you know, for goodness sake, get advice from people that have got the T-shirts, that have been there, done it, and and uh, and run a business and, and started a business. Make sure that you test trade, if you like, but also bootstrap. Don't borrow, because usually if you borrow at the beginning of your business, um, you're only starting not, on a lower footing, aren't you? Absolutely, Sylvia. You are, and you've got so you've got another thing around your neck, which you know you don't. You know, the whole idea was to control your own destiny. Yeah. It's like I'm never very keen on. You know, I know that's what Dragons Den is, but I wouldn't want one of those dragons in my business. I'm, <laughs> seriously, yeah. Uh, I, you know, calling the to, shots. Exactly. We want to do our own thing in partnership, if you like, yeah. uh, and um, so. Yeah, I do think that there is a lot of that Yorkshire grit and determination and um, you don't do out for now kind of thing, if you like. And mm. uh, and also the, the making deals thing, because um, when people look at the names that they all uh, treasure and think are, are inspiration, and, and me too, I was lucky enough to work with um uh, Lord Sugar, um, he, yeah. he, he chose us, um, to, to do some work with him. Uh, and it, I found that he had tremendous loyalty from his staff and he also had a fantastic sense of humor, which doesn't come across on television, which is prize <laughs> to the apprentice. But the one thing that I found with him that I've seen with Branson, um, I also 
got to know Gordon Roddick, who with Anita Roddick created The Body Shop and all these kind of people. Yeah. I've met lots that have been lucky enough to to meet lots and lots of people that are in the public eye and right up there. But I don't think they've grown the business through anything other than the ability to make deals. Mm. I think that that is the, the single most thing that they've been able to do and make win-win deals. In other words, make deals with their suppliers, with their customers, mm. with yeah, and that's how they kind of grow the business. And what and that's a, that is a collaborative thing. Win-win yeah. negotiating is is a is a collaborative thing. And that's how they've grown the businesses. So let's start, you know, and um, you know, Branson has what I don't know something like four hundred, doesn't he? And 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 but and what he does, some of them will succeed and some of them will fail. But he'll each new business will be created by making a deal of some kind, if you know what I mean. And I think yes. that's what the um, is very much of the, my, my father was, uh, in his own business. And I think Tina Bowden's father, and, well, they were, Tina Bowden's father and mother are both in business. And we both kind of share this understanding that there's a lot of it is about, um, that Yorkshire, Asking. but yeah, making a bargain that counts and both are winners, you know, trading something of, low cost to you and high value for the other person and yeah. vice versa. So it's yeah. a, it's all win-win negotiation and it's agreement. And that's what I love about the Yorkshire character. I still believe that you can actually shake hands on a deal. Yeah, I mean, I do confirm things in writing. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I do actually think you can share. And that's a fantastic way of doing business, I think. Yeah, I think I remember... I, I learned that lesson quite early on in Yorkshire. My auntie told me, if you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You That's know, it. That's exactly It's a bit it. of Yorkshire cheekiness, you know. Yeah, if, you, if you want something, you know, let's see what we can do here. They, they go out and do it. I mean, the, the remarkable thing about Lord Sugar was that scared the life out of me because he actually rang me himself. And that was in the days when, you know, all these top, Bods were, you know, using secretaries to make calls for them and various PAs and various yeah. like that. And it was him on the phone, and he'd been recommended by another friend who was the managing director of Betterware, and said I was. He'd understood that I was the right person to uh, to help him with this particular project, and would I be it? Uh, you know. Yeah. So, what's been? What would you say has been the most rewarding part of your career then? Well, I think, I think the most, uh, I think the most rewarding part has probably been, um, this, this, this last two years from, with, with the Enterprise Rockers. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think earlier on, I think it was really important, um, that we managed to, um, prevent startup, uh, support being all about, um, business planning, if mm. you like, and much more about, uh, the importance of, test trading and finding a customer and be willing to change things if they, you know, a lot of people don't realize that um, it's really important that you don't have a fixed business idea going into fixed products and services because until you've got a customer, um, you, you won't really know what works and what the right offer should be and what the right pricing should be. And, and we actually proved that test trading and this was very motivational when we actually showed that we could change the difference between 30% of businesses surviving after three years to over 80% of businesses surviving after three years by 
a number of things, if you like, that mm. are in the support network. And one of those key things was was doing test trading. Whereas um, before we all got involved in this organization, I found it um, people were just writing a business plan and saying, right, off you go. And that wasn't you know, a very good way to survive. So that yeah. thing, but but certainly the rockers, I think, is certainly the most exciting uh, thing I've I, I've done, and that's why I've been willing to put my money into it. Um, and uh, Tina Burden has been willing to put her money into it because we we really think we're on to something of of creating a community mm-hmm. that is uh, you know a fantastic self help community, and will do more than any of the things I've done before to increase uh, the number of businesses that survive for as long as the business owner wants. Mm. So would you say it differs from um, just a networking group and that it offers more? Oh, yes. I I mean, it it does. Because even, for example, if you... um, uh, if you want a new accountant, for example, or you want a new bookkeeper, or you want a new designer, or various things, then because the community is quality assuring any people that go on our free directories, or um, do you know what I mean? We you can find them. So it's much more than just networking, if you like. It's it's not just about selling more. It's about saving more as well. It's and it's about sorting out each other's problems. And there's always there's always something that we're bringing in new new ways of promoting things. Um, it's a very very vibrant, very very fast community. And as I say you'll probably only come into it when you kind of like want some help for a period and you might drift out of it and then you might come back into it and that's mm. fine you don't even have to give us our any contact details um unless you actually want to um uh, purchase one of the paid for services mm. but there are a lot the majority is is absolutely free so you've got titles in the enterprise rockers such as yeah, head, head roadie for... and band leader yeah. where where did that inspiration come from are you musical yourself Oh yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, badly musical. <laughs> I, mean, I, I do some great blues shouting, and uh, and 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 I, and I probably play more chords than status quo, but that's about it. Um, the the um, yeah, I mean, we all we all love it, but we also thought it was the kind of right. Um, this is what you do in your testing, isn't it? You know, mm. we also found it was the right kind of um, image for us, really, because. Um, I do think it's more like rock and roll. I don't think it's all straight lines. It's a bit alternative. Yeah, and and I think I think it's the fact that we've got a passion for what we do that's the most important thing. That's what you know. That's what you need to be persistent and keep yourself going. And that's just like rock music. And we have got a heck of a lot of rock musicians uh, involved. But we've also got you know because I love chocolate and ice cream. We've got loads of chocolate makers, loads of oh. ice cream makers. It's it's it is heaven really. Fantastic. So, so yeah, our, it's just it's it, it 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 suits our image. And we so we decided to call people head roadies that are expert for things like Asta Philpot, who's an award winner winning documentary maker he's our head roadie for film and stage and mm. you know so we've got you know we've got something like 20 head roadies and and they're all they're experts in the field you know acknowledged as as the best and then we got cool. band and then band leaders they're the ones that look after areas and regions if you like so okay. they 
um, they'll actually be a point of contact. If, in regions. If rock, yeah, if rockers want to meet up together, if you like. It's yeah. the band leaders, how they do that. I'm a ukulele player, so oh, well can, can well, ukes rock out too? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we we love them. Yeah, I mean, you know, we 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 uh, yeah. I mean, even drummers will even have drummers. <laughs> no, but, yeah. no, seriously, no. Uke, uke players is brilliant. Yeah, loads and loads of them. Yeah, but we we got some. Uh, we've got a. Um, uh, a couple of uh, reels. I better not mention the name. I think. Yeah. So, but we, yeah, we've got some really famous, uh, really famous people that are uh, rockers as well. That are musicians, which is great. Okay. So, uh, if you if you hadn't been involved in enterprise and gone down the commercial route, where do you think you would be now? Can you imagine an alternative life? Would you be in a rock band? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I mean, I think that obviously I'm, I'm, I'm still very lucky, Sylvia, because, you know, the, um, I mean, I had a corporate life up to 1986, uh, and I'd been kind of, uh, HR director, and then I was a managing director of a 22 million pound company that Zia knows fairly well and various things. And, and, uh, I, you know, but I really wanted to to start my own business, and so I always made sure that the one thing that I really wanted to do, which was um, writing, mm. uh, was always part of uh, the business that I started. So yeah, you've got it, an English degree, don't you? Yeah, so that's right. So I so I have carried on. I have carried on writing. I mean, a couple of three years ago, I actually uh, went away for a year. I, carried on running my businesses with my partner but i went away to malta for a year to just spend 12 months writing a novel um so i i have actually although i you know i love the i do love the music side and it's absolutely fantastic it's because i like writing really that's the driver and mm. uh so i've always kept that going you know f- frankly i'm just the luckiest person in the world you know i live in scarborough um, you know, I've, I'm, I'm very close to two fantastic bears. Although I'm in London nearly every week, it's it's not a problem because I'm coming back to this fantastic place. Mm. And I've always done the things that I've really wanted to do, and that's that's the great thing that um, running my own business has given me the opportunity to do the things. And you know, my my wife Eileen, my three grown, very grown up children if you like mm. i think have all benefited really from the fact that you know we've um we have been doing things that we've wanted to do all this kind of time yeah you know, so it's great you know it's, it's, fantastic. it's fantastic i certainly would uh, i've got absolutely no regrets and i do think it's the it's the best career option i think it should be you know, all schools should make everybody prepared for self-employment. I've mm. got, got to remember that, you know, one in seven adults are running their own business now. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's increasing it's, year on yeah, year. Yeah, it's, it's massively increasing. It's mm. five times more than when I went to university, you know. Do you think that the recession in 2008, that sort of in a, in a backwards way, helped small businesses and entrepreneurs because it revived that sort of spirit to bring businesses back to lo- local ground and and do it yourself yeah i think so i i, I've, I, I have a feeling um i have a feeling that uh, in in many ways 
um, you know, it's enterprise after all, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what it's all about. It's it's creating something out of nothing. So, you know, when you're close to having nothing, kind of thing, or you've lost your job, or you, you know, you you you're not earning enough and various things, then, um, you know, enterprise is the one thing that you can control. You know, you can actually do something uh, with very little money at all. You know, it's like my. Uh, one of my sons, you know, just started eBay trading stuff, you know, and then he found out that, um, you know, it was better to eBay trade things that could go into small jiffy bags and, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? And, and you learn how to do things, but what, what's better than, than making something out of nothing? And I think that's right. I, I, I actually feel that, that, um, micro enterprise, um, and this kind of entrepreneurial spirit, uh, thrives in 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 the toughest of times. I've got mm-hmm. friends in uh, uh, that are working out in Africa and various things that say exactly the same. You know, I'd, you know, that I'd be amazed how you know, the hardship, but the innovativeness and mm-hmm. the you know the enterprise that's shown by people because they want to take responsibility for earning the living out of their own endeavor mm. and i think that's great yeah so it comes out of those limitations that are around you and you just want to burst beyond those yeah i think so don't I mean, get the, complacent the, yeah i think i think you know what one of the things that enterprise rockers do is it celebrates people that have taken the the risk and have been courageous enough to start up their own business, you know, and and I think that's really important because, you know, the government don't deserve the credit for the fact that there are 500,000 startups a year. That's nothing to do with the government. It's to to do with the, uh, a lot of people see, feel that they've got no option if they're going to earn a living and create something out of nothing than set up their own business. And some mm. of them go on to build big businesses, but we think it's just great if they want to stay as a micro-business as well. They've they've done a fantastic thing, and, and that's why, you know, we should all get together to keep each other going. We're a, a fantastic sector, us 4.5 million in the UK, <laughs> millions of well. <laughs> so you've seen millions of small businesses and their peaks and troughs Yes. of their journeys. What three tips would you give to anyone who wanted to start their business today? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think the, the the first thing I would say is um, I, I call it the enterprise zone. So don't actually don't actually worry about what you've read in books and various things about having some products and turning that into into some money. You're going to have to think about any income stream that you can in order to keep you going. Um, if you've got to take a part-time job for a while, yeah, to keep your business going, do it. Mm. You've got to just do anything you can. You've got to change income streams. I mean, uh, at one point, my business uh, up to about 1991 or something, five years in, was doing very well with a series of services in Milton Keynes. Uh, and then eventually the government came along and offered them all for free. So it completely took our market away and we had to develop in different ways. And Mm. our business looks totally different from now as it did all those years ago. So that's the very first thing is it's, uh, 
you might call it flexibility, but I kind of call it like continue to be enterprising, mm-hmm. you know, continue to be looking for opportunities. You know, um, I've got a friend uh, who's just started a shop after four years online training because it was the t- trading, because it was now the time that they could get a lot of their existing customers to come to a shop, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to look at all these machines. I think the second thing uh, would be would be very much that um, learn the um, uh, interpersonal skills that allow you to do that win-win negotiating. Mm. Um, I, I actually think it's it's uh, most people don't sell in what the old-fashioned closing kind of way. What they do is they do a lot of networking, and I do it too, through social media and various things. But when it gets eventually that you're making face-to-face contacts or contact like this over Skype or whatever, Mm -hmm. you've got to be able to have the skills within you and the confidence, which comes out of the passion for your business, in order to actually... Um, you know, make deals and, and, and move things forward. So that but is that is that a natural skill, or do you, is it, can it be learned? No, I think you learn it by seeing, especially by seeing other business owners in operation and talking to other business owners and asking them how they did that. And I think that um, uh, you know, I mean, some people have it naturally because they've actually been around with, but but it isn't so much. I don't think it's so much a corporate skill. Does that make sense? You see. One of the things that I think is tremendously important in a micro business owner, as opposed to like a uh, a big chief in a large corporate that I was, mm. is that you're usually the person that is the one responsible for winning and keeping all the customers that you've got in your business. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the uh, the checkout person or the salesperson in in companies is actually often quite a way down that's dealing with the customer is actually way down the organization. So you need a set of skills in order to um, you know, even say to somebody, would you like a cake with that? <laughs> you know, do, do, do you know what I mean? It was yeah. a, like a comp. So, so I think you've got to, you've got to have this determination to see, look, who are the best people working with customers and suppliers and various things and what are they doing? And, and, and you said it earlier, you know, frankly, it's about, it's about having some chips to bargain with and come to a deal. And that means asking lots and lots of questions, really, and mm. be willing to do it. Um, so I think it's it's something that should be learned, and it's something that um, I actually feel very strongly that um, all startups should have some of these skills before they actually start up because yeah. there are some dreadful cases of people that have been going for eight, nine months, if you like. They've got the most fantastic business plans and they've had you know, lots and lots of professional advice, but they ain't got a customer because they haven't got the interpersonal skills, if you know what I mean, mm. in order yeah. to get a customer. Okay, so you've got an impressive corporate background, of course, but how did this provide you with the foundation for things to come? No, I can honestly say it didn't. Um, I I can honestly say that um, uh, both uh, Claire Francis and I, who started it with a third partner, um, that was the best thing we did. We started with somebody who was already... Uh, had a small business um, uh, and had high levels of integrity. Um, and uh, we learned a lot from him. But I would say it fully took us 18 months to get the hang of what was required in order to start a business. Because yeah. it's like little things like, 
you know, when you're in, in, in corporate land and you've got lots of staff doing things and various things, you're not used to doing, having to do everything yourself for mm. a start. And, and you also have things like budgets. You know, somebody gives you something, well, you haven't got any money. How can you have a budget when you haven't got any money? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. the, the, so in actual fact, we had, we had to learn it. If I'd have been, if I knew then what I, I know now, I would have, um, cause the company allowed me to, um, work out a year's notice and recruit my successor as managing director. Yeah. And what I should have done was I should have test traded during that period while I was still in a job. Yeah. I would advise people to actually do that. So, um, I would say that, uh, I had to learn it the hard way, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I didn't have, I didn't have the right. Um, skills or experience or contacts but fortunately because we had a third director that um, had started and run their own business uh, that really helped us for the first 18 months learn what to do and how to do it and various things so yeah, yeah. okay do you think that small businesses can learn anything from big businesses or, or is it vice versa uh, I think it's vice versa I think that um, uh, the the level of innovation and creativity um, is so much better. I mean, I mean, there are many large companies that, as you know, that the way they grow is they keep buying smaller companies that have got these creativity and innovation and mm. uh, are doing new things and doing different. I think that you can learn something about branding. I mean, remember what I said about from the large, larger companies. Um, I think that obviously very good at that um and i think that the 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 business owner has to get as many things of great confidence around them and you mentioned the enterprise rockers earlier um you know both tina and i were quite keen on on creating a brand there you know it might Mm. be a bit off the wall but you know it's memorable yeah and and we've got you know we've got a head roadie for design who's one of the best designers that there is uh, and we've invested quite a lot of money in um, in making sure that so that whole branding uh, not and it's not more than logo devices because it's about you as well. It's like my, you know, daft red fedora. You know, I mean, I love my <laughs> red fedora. I like all my fedoras, but um, it's also part of the branding of the whole rockers kind of thing as well. If you if that makes sense, and the fact that very few of us in fact i can't think of anyway didn't didn't branson say one of the reasons he started his business because it was that he didn't want to wear a tie well <laughs> I, I i actually can't think of any of the head roadies that's a male that do wear a tie mm. do you know what i mean that might i think there's a, an anti-tie movement <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going on well i think that's great pretty um, much everyone that i speak to in these interviews tells me they don't own a tie oh <laughs> well, right well, i've got i've got I've got loads because I will wear them at the, you know, when I when I really when you're have meeting to, Prince where, Charles, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I really have to, but uh, but otherwise day to day, yeah, most people that don't. But it, but it's all about it. You know, you are your brand when it's when you're a business owner because, as I say, you're responsible for winning, keeping customers. But if you can surround yourself by um, developing the brand so that it's visually appealing as well, then that's something that you can certainly learn from the large companies so mm. that everybody associates you with all of those branding things. Yeah. Yeah. And we featured your book um, a while ago, Freedom from Bosses Forever. 
Uh, it was our editor's pick of the month. Um, mm. How's his response been to that? Are there a lot of entrepreneurs who are stifled by bosses out there? Oh, it's fantastic. It's, uh, I, I mean, the story behind that is that that's actually the third iteration, if you like, of of a book that started off being called Stripping for Freedom. Mm. And uh, and I've tried to improve it and improve it and improve it. It's only 180 pages now. And it's, uh, I mean, if you look at Amazon, you look at the reviews there, you'll find, you know, A, people find it funny. Um, and I'd done a lot of research over the years, and I found that very few people have been able to read a business book from beginning to end. Mm. It's my ambition to create a 180-page business book, yeah, that people would find funny enough to read from beginning to end. And that's Can't that, beat down. Uh, yeah, and that's that's what's happened. And it's I, I'm just I'm over the moon really because as a writer I think it's my my best performance today <laughs> of lots of books. But I think I've just got it right now. And that's what the reviews are saying. And I think the reason is that everything that is a business tip and there's something like eighty three of them, mm. they are business truths that everybody realized is practical mm. you know do you know what i mean it, it, it can it it can and will be done by anybody in business kind it's of possible. thing yeah <laughs> and, and, and if you if you don't do it then you better get somebody else that can do it for you if you like because yeah. they're absolutely important things but it's because it's told in a story form um then uh yeah i'm i'm really pleased but yeah i mean you know, I, th I mean, I, I, the, the figures are incredible. I think there's something like 50% of people that have got bosses at the moment would like to start their own business. <laughs> so it's huge, you know. I mean, God. Yeah, so that's great. I mean, if we if we unleash more and more micro-enterprise owners out of all this and they all plug into the Enterprise Rockers community to, to keep going, then that's oh, magic. Have you got any other books in the pipeline? Yeah, I have an agent which is really good, and he's absolutely fantastic. And uh, so I've got uh, two two books on enterprise, but um, these are for two large uh, publishers. Mm. Uh, one of those all, uh, looks as though it's going to be on uh, entrepreneurship, which is uh, kind of you know corporate entrepreneurship, if you like, mm -hmm. because I'm absolutely convinced that it's the policies and processes and the structural issues not the skills issues that prevents um corporates from from being entrepreneurial and getting close to the customer um lots of people have looked at it before and um, people you've heard of like tom peters have for many years actually said that you know there's a lot of large companies that you know, all the structures just get in the way of them getting close to the customer and being, and there's people like Charles Handy that have actually said uh, that we've lost our way in the last 15 years, Sylvia, with the fact that um, uh, businesses used to be about adding value to customers, but a lot mm. of these large corporates look as though they're actually just about adding lots of wealth and yeah. power to a small number of people at the top of the organization, a few institutional shareholders. So, mm. um, you know, if you want to be a really entrepreneurial organization, you've got to get the structures right. Uh, mm. And there's a lot of interest. Um, it's not breaking a secret, but you can imagine there's a lot of interest at the moment about enterprise rocks and enterprise rockers. So um, that's it. And then I'm hoping touch wood that um uh, my novel 
uh, loose cannon will be published within the next 12 months as well. So that would oh, be exciting. Great. Yeah, that would be lovely. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you very much, Sylvia. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Tony. Thanks a lot, Sylvia. Take care, then.